and unless you're waiting your time with bold predictions, you know what that means. Welcome to episode 321 of Max Wrestling, this is your captain speaking. Coming up this week, a violent night on both NXT and AEW Dynamite with blood and guts and oh, <laughs> so much to say on Raw+. Plus. You may or may not have seen a little teaser regarding our championships earlier this week. All will be revealed, but first, allow me to welcome my co-horseman for this week. He is the podcast machine, Mike Larkin. Oh my goodness gracious, when you talk about Raw, a man got a rose shoved up his ass. (sighs) Yeah. We'll get into that in a sec, but I got to say, first and foremost, since you did say bold predictions, my goodness gracious, Dazzy Dangerously, Mr. RT himself, and no, I'm not talking about retweet, I'm talking about Ryan Taylor, beat yours and Ryan Sutcliffe's score of eight, and now we the score Ooh, to beat. For... fix. Fix, 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 fix. I mean, Wrestling, it, who wants to be there? Nine. It's, it's not like Chad didn't help out on one of the questions. No, not at all. Hmm. Not at all. Mm-hmm. The fix is in. The yeah. fix is in. Like I I didn't receive any help and I didn't think I don't think Ryan Sutcliffe did either. Nope. I was yelling at him because I'm like, dude, Paige and Miz, Santa's little helper, TJP, Cruiserweight Classic. I was yelling. Yelling. <laughs> uh, believe me, I remember every moment of Paige's career. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know what's funny about the TJP question with the Cruiserweight Classic? One of the reasons I liked him in the Cruiserweight Classic because he had a badass theme, that song Devastate, that he used in the Cruiserweight Classic, which who anybody has not listened to that song, go and do it because it was a great song. But then they brought him up to the main roster and they had that bullshit video game music. Yeah. Ugh. He, he's a gamer. Let's give him some gaming music. He plays games. Give him some games. Is Nintendo still a thing? <laughs> Somebody find me Xavier. He knows. <laughs> Up, up, down, down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you're watching on YouTube, now is the time to hit the subscribe button, like and share us on Facebook, and subscribe to our audio streams on all podcast platforms. So... Luckily for you, we watch WWE, so you don't have to. But we're going to kick things off first with the good half of the main roster, which is SmackDown, and that being Daniel Bryan's apparent last match. Uh, um, Losing the title match to Roman Reigns means he was banished from SmackDown. Now, we all assume that that meant, well, he's going to show up on Raw or maybe NXT. Now, apparently, the news going around is that he is out of contract, which I honestly don't believe. I don't buy it for a second. Me either. I look at it from a stance too, like where he is in his career, he can easily help coach. He can help train. Hell, he could do the agent spot that Jason Jordan and TJ Wilson are doing. He could do something in that company and help a lot of people. Hell, I loved him when he was in the Cruiserweight Classic on commentary with Mauro Ronaldo. Like, he could do something outside of the auspices of being in the ring, so to speak. So I don't see his contract being up, but... We shall see where it goes, but the good part about that is we get some more Roman Reigns Cesaro tees. Yeah, and um, speaking of Jason Jordan, how in the hell does he get promoted to uh, head producer? Uh, I look at it from a stance, too. I guess he must be doing a good job. 
he took over Laronitis's spot, and I also would agree because I know you guys were saying F off to him because TJ Wilson, just keep him with the women. He is the fit Finley of the women in today's generation because he has been doing a superb job with the women. Yeah, it's true. Well, now John Laronitis oh. is back in talent relations. Ever since Carano got let go, there's been a whole shakeup of people. John Cohen is helping out the referee is doing some stuff with like talent relations or something. But God dang, mm-hmm. man, there's been a bunch of shakeups ever since Carano got the axe. Well, you made a good point, but remember, Ed, women don't make money. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you know oh, what? Look at who's back now. Look at who's back now for the women. Oh, don't even get me started. All right, I'll say this because Mr. Chris Durham loves him some Eva Marie. He was very quick to take out that action figure and put it out on his Instagram. I love you, Chris. So for me, I look at it from a stance when you got someone like Miss All Red Everything, Eva Marie. Now, I'm going to say this right now. The only time I ever liked her in ring is when she fought Bailey for the NXT Women's Championship in what was an actual good match. And then she would go on to kill Carmella. But I look at it from a stance with her, like, if she is, like, taking this seriously, and the last time we saw her was, what, 2016, 2017? If she's coming back to look well, to do the damn thing, God. The last time we saw her since then, she was admittedly defending wrestling against a porn star. Yes, that and I loved her for that. I loved her for that. Probably the only thing in wrestling she ever did right, but... Um, now, my, my, my to... biggest issue is... A month ago, they fired Peyton Royce, Billy Kay, Chelsea Green, and Mickey James. And now here comes Eva Marie. <laughs> so you're telling me you had nothing for all four of those incredibly talented women, Chelsea Green included. Yep. But you got this to give to Eva Marie. This freaking stupid gimmick that they've tried to give to six different fucking women over the years. Hey, Daz. Does she have your attention now while she's being all fun? Yeah, she, on she can also fuck off ripping off Promomania. <laughs> Do you know how old she is now? Uh, I'm guessing she's older than Charlotte, but she looks younger than her. She is 36. Yeah, yeah I think I'm right there. She's almost 40, man, so let's see what we can get out of this run. Now, if you saw the Alexa Bliss thing, she did say that Lily's color, favorite color is red. I don't think it's Eva Marie, but if, if you look at it, Lily was in the back when Sonya Deville and Charlotte were doing their thing. So yep. I think Alexa Bliss is going to go after Sonya or Charlotte. The, yeah, there's a couple of references there. I mean, Sonya Deville was wearing a red suit. Her name is Sonya Deville. Devil. Um, it, it'd be interesting to see Alexa Bliss feuding with Sonya Deville because Sonya Deville has been a bit of a dick lately. Um, well, you know what's interesting about that, too? Did you also notice the actual clue about the fact that it might be Sony Deville? Did you notice that? What was the actual clue? So if you look from an earlier photo or look at early in her career, when Sony Deville was with um, Absolution with Mandy Rose and Paige, mm-hmm. they attacked Alexa Bliss in the back. She was wearing red. Oh. See, that, that's the kind of stuff only you could notice, Mike. Well, because... it wasn't just me. I actually got to thank C-Wrestling UK because that dude <laughs> does a lot of great theories. And some people pointed that out because I saw the photo. I'm like, okay, but I mean, look at Bray Wyatt. Like, he'll go back to stuff that he had with Randy Orton and stuff mm. like that. So maybe Alexa's doing the same thing, going back to the past. Yeah, because they're creative, unlike the actual creative team. Yep, exactly. 
But I don't know, man. If it's Sonya or Charlotte, I'm all for it. Because if Charlotte gets a beat down from Alexa Bliss, I'm all about it. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure who would be the face for the heel in the situation, no, because like we said, Sonya Deville has been a bit of a he- uh, bit of a heel lately, and uh, now we can... Can we, can we please get oh, a women's she... title match without Charlotte cunting Flair? No, because uh, watch, she's going to win. Oh yeah, she, she's going to win, and it's going to piss everybody off again. Mm-mm. And watch, we get surprised and Rhea somehow gets the dub. I mean, I mean I'm begging for it, but why, 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 Delilah, why does Charlotte need another goddamn title match? I almost went the John Mayer out. Why, Georgia, why? <laughs> um, no, man, I look at it from a stance where it's just like, okay, if you want to do something with Alexa Bliss there, how cool would that be? Charlotte wins, and then Alexa just comes in and molly whops her. Yeah. Also, one of my biggest nitpicks about this whole thing um, her whole reasoning for being put into the triple threat match is that, you know, uh, Rhea Ripley stole her spot at WrestleMania. That what? was that was never confirmed anyway. She made a challenge. She actually she never actually did anything to earn the match. She legit said, hi, my name is Charlotte. Asuka, let's do this WrestleMania. Yeah. That, like, oh, I'm challenging you. That's it. It was never confirmed. Exactly. It was, it was never her spot. She just assumed... It was her spot because she's Charlotte Cunting Flair. Yep. Yep, yep. And I honestly cannot wait for her to, to retire. <laughs> Seriously, just get the fuck off my TV. It's, it's not even yeah. heel heat, it's just go the fuck away heat. So she has got the X-Pac heat with you. Oh, not even the X-Pac. I mean, X-Pac got heat because apparently he was boring. She's getting go-away heat because she's so fucking annoying. Mm-hmm. And over-pushed. She, I mean, hell, she's been over-pushed for years. I just gotta say one thing in regards to what we have also as well. You know what else I'm tired about? I'm tired of Damian Priest versus The Miz. I know yes. we got John this week, but I am tired of the Damien Priest I'm, I'm tired of Damien Priest's entire main roster run. We knew they were going to ruin him. I mean, they have the Chronicle coming out on the network this Sunday, but I also look at it from a stance too, like, I like how, you know, how he started and music saved his life, and you know, this is where he was, and now he's here in WWE. They highlight the Bad Bunny match in his WrestleMania moment, but ever since the WrestleMania moment, he's gotten dick, and I mean, he just keeps being the Miz. Was it his WrestleMania moment, or was it Bad Bunny's WrestleMania moment? It was more Bad Bunny's, but he looked at it from a stance, too, like he's gone through the hardships, and now here he is, he's wrestling at WrestleMania. It was more Bad Bunny's moment, but I could tell he was very emotional about it from watching the Chronicle. I'd say he's gone into hardships. I mean, he's gone from having a badass street fight with uh, Johnny Gargano to throwing tomatoes, tomatoes at Miz and Morrison. Oh, my goodness. And then you have... Then you have friggin' Elias and Jackson Riker throwing tomatoes at uh, Randy Orton, and then that was the only good part. RK Bro came out and destroyed him. Yeah, I'm 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 getting into RK Bro. Um, and as Kurt Angle pointed out, it kind of reminds him of when he was hanging around with the Undertaker, annoying him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of tag teams, apparently New Day are still the only Raw tag team worthy of a title shot. I'm tired of them being in the team. 
You know, okay, so you mean to tell me that you have Cedric and Shelton break up, and it looks like Shelton is just like on a feud with, with uh, Cedric now, whatever. But you can't have the Viking Raiders. You can't have RK, bro. You can't have the Lucha House Party. You just have the New Day just constantly going for the tag title. Yeah, they're, they're quickly becoming the Charlotte Flair of the tag team division. Tired of it, man. Omos and AJ get the dub, but I'd like to see AJ and Omos against. Really, for me, it's just I want to see them against Rated RK, bro, or the Viking Raiders. For me, either. Any of a tag team. What about T Bar and Mace? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, man. You keep these two together, but you break up Shelton and Cedric. I know, right? So I'm just going to mention it now. Well, what's so stupid is the random as fuck moment. Hey, pretty boy. Hey, pretty boy. And I'm like, why are they having Drew Gulak do this? Why? Mm-hmm. And then Angel Garza keeping his promise. He beats him with the wing clipper, then puts the rose in it, and then fucking goal right in his ass. He inserted a rose into the back of a man's tights on live television, global television, and then proceeded to kick it up his ass. Do you know why he did that? Uh, I'm gonna call it a kiss from a rose. Because Gulak now has rosy cheeks. You know, <laughs> I think they need to bring back the old Raw theme and instead of fawn in your eye, rewrite it to fawn in your ass. Yes. <laughs> Here's my thing about that. You have this random as fuck moment and then now you have Jinder Mahal resurfacing with Indus Sheer who was on NXT beating Jeff Hardy on main event. Jeff Hardy has been reduced to losing to Jinder Mahal on main event, and it yeah. looks like they're going to put Jinder Mahal with Indus Sheer now, because India. Uh, surely Jeff's out of contract soon, right? Ah, uh, I don't know, but speaking of contracts, it feels so good to be on Raw. Well, Raw! There hasn't been a blood money event in Saudi Arabia for over a year, so it was high time Mansoor had a match, so now he's on Raw. This man has been undefeated and had last week was wrestling on 205 Live and being undefeated on that show. And now he all of a sudden, oh, Adam Pierce has signed Mansoor to Raw. Who the, who is this fella? Oh, this is Mansoor, Seamus. He has just been signed to Raw. Who the Mansoor. fuck is that guy? <laughs> okay, so the match was good. And here's the thing. I like Mansoor. I think he is a very talented wrestler. Yes, he was Cole Quinn in uh, WWE 2K, and I know AJ Kirsch was very happy to see his boy, see Manny on Raw. Yeah. But for me, like, God dang, man, like, Mansoor had a good match, and then Humberto Carrillo came in, so it looks like we're going to get Sheamus and Humberto Carrillo for the U.S. title at the next PPV, that WrestleMania backlash. Yeah, it's, uh, it's quite nice to see Humberto with a kind of a serious streak. I'm good with it. He was had that serious streak with Garza, and I loved it. He can work. Just yeah. give him the time to shine. And with Mansoor, let him work his way up. <laughs> yeah, and don't you don't you worry your pretty head, Vince. Um, Umberto can speak perfect English too, so don't don't give him yes. the Andrade treatment and stick him in cage again in a few months. No, just let that dude wrestle. He is so talented, and I'll be I'll be honest. If they have him get the upset win, I would even love it even more. Yeah. Uh, so there we go. Very quickly through Raw. <laughs> because, I mean, I actually watched it this week. So, hold on. What about Drew? Uh, through we had Glow and Blow for the twenty thousandth time. Go for the tag title and lose. Do you know what? I actually skipped that match, and I only had to skip like three minutes. 
I will say this about that match. I'm telling you right now, since watching Talking Smack and Tamina going ape shit on Nia, which I've been loving Natalia and Tamina, Bone Breakers, Title Chasers, however they want to do, if you just have Natalia and Tamina beat them, I will be so happy because they have been killing it. I'm tired of seeing Glow and Blow and Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke go for the title. Oh, and Charlotte beat Dana Brooke. I'm sorry. That was the other match. Oh, but, yeah. And, and well, at least the continuity was, this is what I taught you, Dana. This is what I taught you because, you know, she was Charlotte's apprentice mm. well, many years ago. But the thing I have to say, too, is you have Drew McIntyre, Braun Strowman, the Lashley thing. Fucking well, Strowman gets the win over Lashley thanks to Drew McIntyre. And, oh, no, I'm sorry. Lashley beat Braun Strowman because of Drew McIntyre's distraction and McIntyre with the Claymore. They're going to yeah. do the exact same thing next week with Lashley and McIntyre. Braun's going to distract them and Drew's going to get the and Bobby's going to get the win over Drew. You know it's going to be the same shit next week. Honestly, I'm just over triple threat matches. Me too. Now we got two of them at WrestleMania Backlash. Yeah. And we just had one at WrestleMania. At WrestleMania. Yep. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they had somebody to the SmackDown title match. I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. But Hell, yeah, that was wrong. Even the Intercontinental title, like, I wouldn't be surprised if they made it like uh, Apollo, Biggie, and uh, what what have they called Dabo? I forgot the what they name they've given to him. I even forgot that. I even <laughs> forgot let's that. Just, let's I, just call him by his more sim- sensible name, Dabo Cato. Cato. Dabo Cato. Dabo Cato. No, dude, it's it's like that thing. Like I told you, when 2010 happened, the one and only time that WWE did Fatal 4-Way at the Coliseum I was there for, uh, I'm just waiting for them to have WWE Triple Threat. Freaking Fatal 4-Way. It was horrible. It, uh, there were some good matches on there. I mean, you got to see Chris Jericho and Evan Bourne. The Fatal 4-Way with the Nexus getting involved at the end. I mean, the Fatal 4-Way with Kane and the whole thing with the world title and Rey Mysterio. And yeah. the fact that we had the Usos. Oh, this was the debut pay-per-view of the Usos. It was the Usos and Tamina against the Hart Dynasty and Natalia. Look at them now 11 years later. Natalia and Tamina are tagging. So random. So random. So random that cool. they decided to wait until she's 44 to push Tamina. They are finally going to give her the title after 11 years, Dazzy Dangerous. Like, after 11 years. I mean, she's she's just over, like, the average retirement age for women in wrestling. Hey, Mickey James looks great at 41, and she's, she's the bomb diggity. Oh, yeah. And you release her. But no, man, look, when it comes to Tamina and Natalya, do you realize, like, I think Tamina only got one, one Divas Championship match solo, and that was against uh, Beth Phoenix at, like, Elimination Chamber 2012? Man. She she was pretty new then, too. Yeah, well, that was when they made her babyface. Well, I mean, that was the Divas generation when everybody got a title shot. Yes. Hell, Brie Bella even got a run. Yeah, she did. Um, And, by the way, it's Commander Aziz. Command. All right. See, I, I'm just gonna call him Dabakato. I will not remember Commander. <laughs> He's also Polish. I thought he was like Brazilian or Puerto Rican or something. I didn't know he was Polish. I thought he was that too. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right then. Well, now for the good side of WWE. But first, make sure you visit our website maxwrestling.net for all your Max Wrestling information, history, stats, and facts. <laughs> 
There's a lot of stats and facts. You just added some knowledge title about records, promo records. Oh, my goodness gracious. Some trivia, some promos, some predictiones. It is all up in there on MaxWrestling.net for your takeover, for your specials, for each and everything that you get to see on Max Wrestling. Give us a like. Give us a sub. Going to take you down to the hub. And no, I'm not talking about the porn hub, but we taking it to the hub, baby. All right, then. <laughs> Freaking point up. Okay, NXT kicked off with Swerve and Ruff in the Falls Crown Anywhere match. And uh, we've been saying for weeks that we're kind of over this feud now. But it doesn't seem to be over because Swerve introduced his new faction, which is uh, just different. Consisting of AJ Francis, Ashanti Adonis, and Brianna Brandy. You mean, <laughs> are you mean you talking about Lazy Lane friggin' Is that what you're talking about? That's what that's what their names are. Friggin' Lacey Lane who was what Casey Catanzaro, right? Was it? Isn't that the chick that's with them now? I don't know. I just know I don't I didn't recognize her, so I looked up the names. Um I just found it funny that there's so much alliteration in this group. So we got Ashante Adonis and Brianna Brandy. Right, let me just take a look. Brianna Brandy, right? Yes. Is it like Brianna, like B R E O N N A? Brianna? Uh, yes. Okay, hold on. I'm just going to make sure really quickly. Brianna Brandy. Um, I mean, she's been. Oh, apparently she's also a music artist. Oh, yeah, she's a hip hop artist. Oh, no, this is a different check. I was thinking Lacey Lane. She got the same hair as Kate as a. Kate and uh, Carter, yes. yeah. There's too many Ks. <laughs> My apologies. Okay, so she was in the um, WWE tryout where Crazy Steve and all of them were in 2017, and now she's yeah. a... Uh, Cody Dino. Yes. Okay, I'm going to say this right. You see, that's the same hair color as Lacey Lane. That's why I got it so confused. <laughs> okay, my apologies. Okay, well, see, so... Now I've got to Google Lacey Lane and make a comparison. Dude, it's, they look exactly the same with the hairstyles, how their overall cadence and whatnot. They oh, look exactly I remember Lacey Lane now, yeah. Yeah, Casey Gonzaro's tag partner. They look exactly the same. Yeah, so, I mean, I remember having that, having that name. Ashanti Adonis used to be Tahuti Miles, and he wrestled on 205 Live a lot. Um, Jump Swerve, and then you got AJ Francis. I think that's the dude that's on Hidden Treasures on uh, A&E. Yes, yes okay. it is. First and um, foremost, but I love how the commentators reacted. That's AJ Francis. Like we're supposed to know who he is. Well, if you don't watch Hidden Treasures, you have no idea. Well, yeah, but I mean Francis. that's very new for WWE. I mean, he's on Swerve's podcast. I did see him on his podcast, but it, it's one of those things, dude. Where like we have something new, and I like the new stable. I think AJ's great as the muscle. Ashanti Adonis is very talented if you let him go, and I'd rather say that than fucking Tahuti Miles for God's sake, Tahuti. I'd rather say Ashanti Adonis, and you got this young lady who I think has a lot of potential. Then you got Swerve at the forefront. So I mean, let's see where this goes. And of course, we're gonna get the continuation with this with Swerve and Leon Ruff, and I like Leon Ruff. But I'm sick of this feud. I'm over it, man. I'm over it. Yeah, I mean, it's nice that they've added a new element to it, like a big element to it by introducing a faction. Um, but who the hell's going to team up with Ruff? I don't know, man. But if you give these guys something to do, if you actually let Swerve go, and we've said this many a times, when he was kill shot, 
Lucha Underground and when he was doing his thing in MLW and all over the independent circuit, let him go. Let him go. Don't let him in. Let Swerve go. ISS. Isaiah Swerve. people go. When Cameron was in Egypt's land, let <laughs> my Cameron go. We got to talk about some Ferris Bueller's day off on Netflix. Yes. Yes, we do. Maybe on our day off. All right. Uh, you know, that was in the Fresh Prince, man. Remember that? Yes. When... It was, um, yes. oh, don't tell me his name. Ah, Frank Kazaria. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Let my people go in the jail cell, baby. <laughs> Classic. Uh, so Champer and Thatcher get a win over the grizzled young veterans as Thatcher taps out Zach Gibson. Uh, they're both gunning for those tag team titles. I love the match. It's physicality, man. I've always been a fan of the Grizzled Young Veterans ever since the NXT UK days. And Thatcher and Champer are just brutes. So you're going to get a great technical classic with some powerful maneuvers. Yeah. I, I kind of want to see uh, the Grizzled Young Veterans bump into Matt Riddle one day. Because of the whole shoes off if you hate Gibson and Riddle's just going to be like, I don't wear shoes anyway, bro. That would be a great interaction. <laughs> I like your style there. But, you yeah, know, that's that's what I'm saying, man. And I'm so glad that they moved them to um, the NXT here because they did all they could do in the UK. They were the tag champs, and we've seen a lot of the same matches over and over again. And I love those matches, but it gives them something new here in NXT here in the States. That's why I like Imperium being over here too. So I'm digging it. Yeah, I think it's also difficult to get attention on NXT UK. Like, not many people seem to pay attention to it. Even I don't. Um, I mean, it's not Man. because I don't like it. It's just because there's so much wrestling. Yes, and we have Kenny Williams and um, Amir Jordan now in a feud because Kenny Williams is a heel. I mean, yeah. you got Kaylee Ray and Walter dominating. You got Pretty Deadly as the tag champ. So, I mean, it is what it is. I think if you're hardcore into your British indie scene, you love NXT UK. But uh, it's not something I've ever really followed. I mean, like for me, when I got Molly Spartan on for the show, which cheap plug for on the mic with Mike, cheap plug, see what I did, but anyway, I digress. You got Molly Spartan, who's on the WWE Network on ICW Fight Club, teaming with Casey Owens. Casey Owens, who has also been on NXT UK. So you have to be, like you said, a diehard uh, British independent wrestling fan, and I mean, to see ICW Fight Club and NXT UK on the network. Yeah. Um, also, Austin Fury gets carrying Cross's attention after getting a little uh, distracted by Scarlett. He liked, he liked their nails, man. He liked their nails. Those are the biggest ones I've ever seen. <laughs> nails are so long. But I, I think the funniest part about it was Johnny Gargano coming to get him to drag him back out. Yeah, yeah, I know her nails. Okay. <laughs> Johnny knows what's up. Yes. The only good thing that comes out of this is he's going to get killed next week. Yeah. Uh, Immediately got the attention of Karrion Cross, But Cross also has the attention of Kyle O'Reilly and Pete Dunne and Finn Balor. All hell just broke loose in this segment. Give me that fatal four-way baby. Yes. Also, um, Cross... Did stand tall. He looked like a monster. Just, nobody could keep him down. And then finally just gets ambushed by Gargano and Fury. So, uh, yeah, uh, Fury's getting killed next week. 
Yep. That's how <laughs> yep, you yep. build that. Yep. That's how you build that, man. I remember during his Impact run when he was with um, Johnny Impact, and he was like his heavy, so to speak. But what I also appreciated was he got the win over Brian Cage, and Brian Cage was the world champ back then in 2018. And I'm thinking to myself, why is why are we not doing this match at that slam anniversary? Because if you remember, Michael Elgin debuted, and they did the feud with Brian Cage and Michael Elgin. And I'm thinking mm-hmm. to myself, why is this man not in the world title picture? Because that was when he was feuding with Eddie Edwards and starting to do that feud and the whole thing with the lightsaber, the kendo stick, and he's doing the Mr. Edwards promos. And I'm just like, why is this man not going for the world title? Yeah, I, I remember a lot of complaints about Impact's uh, booking of Karrion Cross, Killer Cross. Yes, and like I said, he had such a hot debut with dropping the card on Petey Williams. It was something new. It was something different. It was something fresh. And then you just put him in the team with Moose, and then you have him with John Johnny uh, Impact, like I mentioned. Oh, he's yeah. also in Austin Aries. Oh, don't get me started. You know, this this was also the time when Impact fans were so fickle. Like, why aren't you pushing Karrion Cross? Yes, Killer Cross, Killer Cross. Okay, well, I'm going to leave. Oh, fuck Killer Cross. Okay, that's that's every that was their that was their mentality. Fuck Killer Cross because they left the Holy Grail that is Impact Wrestling. Yes, even though you were all fucking upset with his booking, and, and think then, he deserved better. And remember, uh, Petey Williams got heat because he was on his podcast with Dennis Farrell and the Wrestling Perspective, and Killer Cross just pretty much shooted on Impact and pretty much told his side of the story with him and Scarlett. And friggin' they got heat over that because Petey Williams, how dare you? You're an agent for this company and derp, 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 I'm like, he wanted to come on the podcast. What the hell do you want me to do about it? Yeah. This goddamn podcast. No, nobody's giving Stone Cold shit for uh, talking with the enemy. Exactly. Like, shut up. The only thing Stone Cold ever got shit on with the network and his podcast was the Dean Ambrose in one. Well, I mean, that wasn't his fault. That, that was just super awkward. Yeah. And the... Well, the opening minute when he's asking him to talk about his life in Cleveland, Ohio, and his upbringing, you could tell he did not want to talk about it. Yeah, I think he made it clear he didn't want to talk about his upbringing and stuff. But I think for some reason, whatever, Vince must have pushed Stone Cold to try to dig down deep. Well, I mean, when you're just so apathetic and lethargic and he's like, yeah, man, like, you know, like, my upbringing, and grew up in Cleveland, Ohio, and it's just like, come on, man, give me a little something-something. Yeah, I mean, you you could also see Austin getting frustrated. Yeah, that's that's what it was. It was um, one of the most awkward podcasts. But, I mean, these days, you can't get John Moxley to shut up. <laughs> oh, my goodness, when you leave that umbrella that is WWE and you just go elsewhere, just, you know, Shit is on. Yeah, uh, we'll obviously get into AEW later on. Um, two of the newcomers, Saray and Zero Ramir, went one on one. Obviously, a win went to Saray. Um, I mean, it was a fluke win. Let's be honest for Zero Ramir last week, despite the awesome shooting star press, uh, which I will Man. keep praising because I loved it. But uh, yeah, Saray seems to be their new uh, international talent that they want want to push. I mean, you got no more Kyrie Sane, you got no more Asuka. She is the equivalent to that. I mean, you got Io there still, but god dang, man, she yeah. is a very talented individual. They they seem to put, like, one Japanese woman at a time on a pedestal. So there was Asuka, then there was Kyrie Sane, now there's Io Shirai. She sh- seems to be uh, on her way out soon. And now, of course, we got Saray. 
for me, I'm digging it. Like I said, every town that they've gotten from like the stardom division and what they got over there in Japan, they've been killing it. Just keep her in NXT for as long as you can. Man, I feel like Billy Madison. Stay here. Stay as long as you can. Cherish it. Cherish it. That's what you got to do, man. You got to cherish it. This is Johnny Gargano. He never wants to go to Raw. Be like Johnny Gargano. Stay Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Give me Champa Gargano. None of these people want to go up to the main roster. They are just happy staying on NXT. I, yeah. I don't even – they're just like, fuck it. I don't want to go to the main roster. Come on, let's bring him up. No. No. They, Keep him there. <laughs> they, they both appeared on Raw once, as a, maybe twice, as a tag team. And it was right in the middle of their feud on NXT. And they were like, what the – no. This no, is stupid. No. It's the same thing with Mercedes Martinez. She saw the writing on the wall. No, I yeah. will not be called retaliation. Put me back in NXT. <laughs> oh, if only Mia Yim did the same. Oh, no, but she's going to be on SmackDown now and still be Retribution. My God. And not Retribution, I'm sorry. What was her name? Uh, uh, Reckoning. Reckoning. Yeah, oh. I mean, that's he what I'm saying. Yes, exactly. That's the thing. They keep they break them up, but they still keep their names. Yeah. And the masks. Well, I mean, apart oh. from Teabag and Mace. <laughs> but that's the I thing, mean, man. It's Mercedes Martinez saw the writing on the wall, and look at her now. She's amazing. We, we, we also we talked about Robert. We skipped over Drew acknowledging this. Like, they're no longer in Retribution, but they've still got the masks. They've still got the stupid names. What's going on? Oh, yeah, that's right. He called him Teabag, too. He called him <laughs> yes. I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, also, uh, LA Knight versus Jake Atlas. Kind of a squash match again. We knew Jake, um, LA Knight was going to win that one. Um, Jake was... Atlas is kind of the the powerhouse jobber of NXT. Like He looks like... like he should be winning, but he's not winning. I agree, but I like that dude. Like, I, does, Doesn't he matter with the sexual orientation? The dude can work. Obviously, they're not calling it the Rainbow DDT anymore because of reasons. And you got LA Knight, Eli Drake, whatever. I mean, I like it. I understand that they're doing a push with LA Knight right now. Let's see where it keeps going. Everything that happened with the Bronson Reed feud. But God dang, man. Let's see where it goes. Let's just see what LA Knight can do. I still call him Eli. You just said, regardless of his orientation, I forgot he was even gay. Yeah, I remember (laughs) he was... He was on that episode with Undercover Boss with Stephanie McMahon, and then he got hired from that or whatever the hell it was with that they did with uh, Stephanie McMahon. But yeah. it's one of those – yeah, you know what I'm talking I about. I remember. So, well, Dazzarino, I look at it from a stance too. Like I will always still call him Eli Drake because I remember when they came out with it and I bought it for a buck. I had the dummy button on as an app. Every yeah. time I would do – yeah. Every time, man, just pressing dummy, yeah, let me talk to you. Like, that was a great thing to have on your app, the dummy button. Yes. And LA Knight is such a stupid name. I hate it. Just why? Why LA Knight? Because they needed something different. LA Knight. LA Knight. As we said, you could have called him Eli Knight. Eli Knight, all right. I don't know. Now, next week, it's um, Kushida defending the Cruiserweight title against Santos Escobar in a two out of three falls match. Yay. I'm, I'm, I'm for it. Me too. You have chemistry between these two. Let mm. them go. Let them go. Not let my people go, but let them go. 
Uh, Kushida seems to be really fired up lately too, so yeah, I'm all for it. But this man something to do, man. He's the cruiserweight champ. They didn't have him win the North American title. They're actually letting this man go and letting him do his thing. It's Kushida. We we also can't forget about Jordan Devlin. Oh. Uh, he didn't beat me. He climbed a ladder. Well, yeah, it was a ladder match. That was the point, you dumbass. <laughs> you fucking big-headed little body motherfucker. Goddamn. I hate him so much. Perman, uh, permanent big head mode. Uh, big head mode. No, man. Like I said, uh, dickhead outside of the ring, but in the ring, he's very talented. He is very talented. I got to give him that. Yeah. Yeah. My, my thoughts, exactly. Uh, yeah, I'm assuming he's going to get involved in this match at some point. I'm guessing it's going to be like even one-on-one, and then he's just going to beat them both up, and they're going to throw the match out or something. And also, I got to go against and Jordan then, Devlin. Okay. And then, hey, another triple threat match. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> triple threat galore, but no. And the reason I also have to go against uh, Jordan Devlin is because Chad and his biasness for the UK. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going with the true cruiserweight champion. Shut up, Chad. Oh. I just I just realized Vince has an obsession with freeways. <laughs> Poor Linda. Poor. That's why he's the genetic jackhammer, Nazarino. Hey, hey, Linda, what's Donald doing tonight? No, uh-uh, no, don't put that image in my head, no. Don't you put me. that evil on me. Oh my god, freaking, here's, here's the funny thing about it, man, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, where I am, we got Donald's Flapjack House, it, it replaced what used to be the Springhouse Restaurant, and I love me the Springhouse Restaurant, get up, get you a bagel, get you some waffles, give me some pancakes, maybe some French toast, now we got Donald's Flapjack's House, man, what do you think I want to go in there and order the fake news omelet, the friggin' wrong Flapjacks, Jesus! I can make so many jokes right now. Uh, it's funny you mention um, eateries. Yes. Because I found something a little classic from Max Wrestling, and it goes a little something like this. No. I miss that restaurant so much. That's not the original. This is the original. Hey, so what if we're down 15 runs and it's our last at bat? Didn't you guys ever hear of a comeback? That's bold. This is Boulder. The original Boulder Creek Steakhouse. Where you'll always get a great deal on great family dining. Like gorgonzola and bacon crusted sirloin steak. Cheddar and broccoli stuffed chicken breast. Or a half rack of ribs with popcorn shrimp. Your choice. Now only $12.99. Only at the original Boulder Creek. I am grinning from ear to ear. You found it. You found it. I uh, I also want to hear that sound bite on Bold Predictions every week now. Not that we're giving them publicity, but uh, I just want to hear that's bold. Yeah, 
has bubbled. No, like I said, it all started, and like I said, I love that commercial, and I still miss that restaurant. It all started because Jeff Jarrett was putting goddamn GFW on Boulder Creek TV, and they had a TV deal with Boulder Creek TV. And I even asked you, because you guys got Sky and everything in the UK, and you didn't even know what the hell Boulder Creek TV was. It, apparently, that's where it was shown in the UK. We don't get Boulder Creek TV. I don't even know if Boulder Creek TV still exists. I am actually going to. I don't know if it ever existed. Hold on, let me take a look at this right now, man. I mean, mean, Jeff Jarrett just made it up like Bullet Club signing with GFW. Oh my god! (laughs) You know what? Here's the thing, and I love Tony Pizza Guy. He's another guy that's on YouTube that does reviews and stuff. Very knowledgeable, and he does a lot of research. But he did a 12 minute video talking about the why GFW failed or ended, and I'm like. Dude, did you really need to do 12 minutes about why GFW failed? This could be done in like five minutes. Like what in the yeah. actual? <laughs> okay, um, so Boulder Creek TV. We got Boulder Creek International. That's cool. All right. Then we got Boulder Creek TV channels and Antenna Map and Fox. Okay, that's California. Hold on. Uh, Boulder Creek TV in the UK. I'm looking, Dazarino. I'm looking. Um, yeah, it just takes you to Boulder Creek International in London. London, Dazarino, London. Yeah, but it doesn't exist on Sky. I don't ask me about this, man. I'm just looking at <laughs> Boulder Creek International. <laughs> Zone TV and Boulder Creek International deliver world-class sports. Okay, this is from 2019. It's based in central London, UK, this Boulder Creek International. And there's a thing where this dude's like cycling. He looks like he's on like a motorcycle or some shit. Okay, yeah, all right. That's a sports thing. All right, okay. Hmm. But somebody but made it up. No, but y'all don't even get it over there. No, never, never heard of it, never seen it. I looked all over the TV listings, couldn't find it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know what channel Impact is on in the UK now because, uh, you know, I kind of watch it online. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, for us, we still get it access TV here, but now it's on Thursdays, which I know it sucks because we can't talk about it on Max. But I'll be honest with you, I was not shocked since, you know, NXT's on Tuesdays now. And for them with Thursdays, like, if you know the history of Impact, they've always been practically on Thursdays. Yeah. I, I mean, we haven't always been on a Thursday, but it's the only day we can do now. That's true. Like, when did, when we when I first started with this show, I think we recorded on Saturdays. We recorded on, yeah. like, a lot. Originally, I think it was Sundays, then it moved to Saturdays. Um, then we used to do it on a Thursday, but not put it up until Friday. Yep. So now it's just up as soon as we can on a Thursday. Because there's so much to get through. That there is. Speaking of something to get through, I got a segue here, man. What do you think? And I got to get your opinion on this, Dazarino. Tony Tony Storm and Zoe Stark. You had me at Tony Storm. Me too. Yeah. (laughs) I I like Zoe Stark. I think she's talented. Like I said, I've seen her in the indies do her thing in Future Stars Wrestling in Vegas. But God dang, man, with Tony Storm, poor Tony is getting buried. She she's had a couple of bad losses, yeah. But um, she she does also have a history of success in WWE. I mean, she was of yeah, course she, NXT UK champion. May Young um, Classic. May Young Classic winner, yeah. So she she's kind of she's a kind of a seesaw. But honestly, yes. I don't care who you put her against. Just keep giving me some Tony Storm. Okay, agreed wholeheartedly on that, but I will say this, man. I got to see her get her win over Zoe Stark. I need to hear, need her to get her win back, man. That's what I want to see. 
want to see me some Tony Storm get that win back. Yeah, speaking of Seesaw, they can't seem to determine whether or not they're pushing Zoe Stark or she's a jobber. <sighs> that girl is just all right. I'm gonna say this right now. Like she's got a bod. Like she's ripped. Like she's got mm-hmm. muscles, man. She's like I said. She's stacked, jacked, ready to crack. There's a new saying for you. Put it on the t-shirt. Yeah. But God, when it comes to Zoe Stark, I'm like, all right, all right. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where it goes between these two because, like we say, they're both kind of on a wibbly wobbly. Look at it like this: Zoe Stark is jacked, and she has a nice body, right? She is what Jade Cargill could could be. Jade Cargrash, but she can actually wrestle. Zoe Stark. Yeah, and cut a promo, I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh, so glad she wasn't on Dynamite last night. But we'll get into that in a sec because first of all, we also need to finish off NXT with the brutal main event. As, Wait, you uh, forgot? Who did I forget? Cameron Grimes, that damn Ted DiBiase. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Every week he gets into I mean, the club, the VIP room. To the VIP. Where, where, where's this going? Because I'm, exa- I'm not exactly expecting Ted DiBiase to wrestle Cameron Grimes. Here's what he's going to do. He's going to bring his son back, and Ted DiBiase Jr. is going to bring back the DiBiase party. That would be great <laughs> if they brought in Ted Jr. I love Ted Jr., man. You see, people shit on Ted Jr. I liked him. When he was a heel, he was great being priceless with Cody Rhodes and Legacy. And then this man's got the DiBiase party. He's partying with the people. I'm guy who thought that was cool. And then he went to shit, and I felt bad. But, yeah, no, it's one of those things where if you bring Ted DiBiase Jr. back for a one-off or if you give Cameron Grimes the million-dollar championship in some way, some form, I loving it. But that damn TV DiBiase to the VIP room, he told Everrise about that money and he's going to the club, babe. I loved it. And Everrise is just looking back there like he's dumb. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. You guys don't even need to be in the ring. It's good that you're not booked. Go back to 205 Live, you son of a guns. I, yeah, man. It was I can I can just picture this feud between Cameron Grimes and Ted DiBiase Jr. I got rich on Bitcoin. You're rich just because of your daddy. Uh, and the evil laugh will never get old. I'm just, I'm loving seeing Ted DiBiase on the TV. Keep these I coming. Love, I it's love funny. it. Ted DiBiase starts laughing and Cameron Graham's like, he didn't even say anything funny. <laughs> See? <laughs> this is what he should have been an impact instead of teaming with Andrew Everett and being the cult of Lee and being the goofy, like, dumbfounded, you know, whatever. This is still, he's goofy, but he's funny and they're letting him go. You know what I'm saying? When he was with the Cult of Lee, it's just like, oh, here's Gregory Helms' little buddy. No, this dude can work. Let him go. Yeah, I think this gimmick is something that you have to be fully into and be a funny person, so that's why it works. And that's what Trevor Lee is, man. He's funny, he's goofy, and he can make it work. I love it. Yes, so main event, uh, Indy and Candice are now the women's tag team champions. So, third champions in i want to say three months that sounds about right now i look at it from a stance too like ah, candace has had so many nxt women's championship bouts i am happy to see her finally with the title as well candace larray well well deserved indy hartwell is on the rise man i gotta say with what she's doing with dexter loomis and ever since she came in i always saw potential there i'm like she's got the look she's talented in the ring and now she has that character to boot added with it Man, I'm so happy for Indy Hartwell getting that NXT Tag Team Gold with Candice LeRae. 
And I got to say, they gel very well together with the weight, and this match was badass. Yes, love me some Indy Hartwell. Um, i got to say, I think Shotzi was absolutely the MVP of this match. She was flying all over the damn place uh, and taking bumps. But Indy as well, I mean, she delivered a sweet springboard elbow to the outside through the table. Agreed. You got table spots. You just got them. these ladies beating the crap out of each other. Like I said, and also, you know what I love about it, too, is like Shotzi, badass, Candice, badass, Indy, badass, Ember Moon. Ever since she's come back to NXT, you could tell, like, she has that passion again. She's got that spring in her step, and her and Shotzi mesh well. So ever since she's come back to NXT, I've been digging some Ember Moon, man. Yeah. Also, I'm sure Travis will agree with me on this one. I uh, I highly recommend we keep the Freddy Krueger attire on Shotzi. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can, can we start a petition how, how many signatures do you need you could get a lot of like a thousand you could get like a lot of signatures for that yeah. I would have it hold up yes those are real names I didn't sign it 10,000 times with different names no not at all <laughs> we have Christopher Michaels Michael Christopher wait a minute isn't that the same name just reversed no I swear to god it's a different name what writer's cramp no I've just been sleeping on my hand funny <laughs> it's like Spongebob trying to write that 10-word essay, man, that 10-word <laughs> sentence. He's got cramps, he gets procrastinated. That's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why she was dressed as Freddy Krueger, but I like it. Okay, you want to actually ask Shotzi, ask Shotzi Blackheart why she does the things that she does? Just Absolutely let her do what not. she not. Just let her do it. I mean, the the connection I made was it was a Nightmare on Elm Street fight. I like that. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to go with that. All right. As long as she's not selling her poo, then we're good. Ah. Why are people weird? People are crazy. People are very kooky. People got that little weird bone in their body. We're all weird. I'm weird. People you know be wild. <laughs> Witches be wild. <laughs> Bring it back. Bring Bray Wyatt back. And by the way, the only other thing that we forgot to mention on SmackDown, I know we're bouncing around. I have been digging the Aleister Black stuff. I'm fi- I'm glad that they finally mm-hmm. are doing something with him. It, it's nice to see him back on TV. I'm not exactly sure about the gimmick, but I'll give it a chance. Yes. Um, I do see the comparisons to Sean O'Hare, which we all loved and thought that gimmick should have made him a star, but it just didn't go anywhere. One of my favorites. I'm not telling you anything that you don't already know. He's pretty much telling you, go ahead, you deserve it. Take a drink. Take one back. I like. I'm like. All right. Yes, sir. I deserve me a drink. Thank you, Shadow. Hey, this is Tommy Dreamer. Hey, this is the charismatic enigma, Jeff Hardy. This is the voice of Killer Cross. Hey, everybody. It's the interview queen, Alicia Atute here, and you are currently listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is AJ Kirsch, and you're listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. This is the CEO of Shane Taylor Promotions and Ring of Honor superstar Shane Taylor, and you are listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. Hey, yo, what up? It's Darby Allen, and you're listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Madhouse. Welcome to the Madhouse. Giving you all your wrestling information to the extreme. Right about now, we're about to take it to the max. It's time to take it to the max. It's time to take it to the max. It's time to take it to the max. And we're about to take it to the max.
is Max Wrestling, and if you prefer your podcast in audio form only, we are on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, and CastBox. CastBizarre! Yeah, I'm also not going to make him yell at this week because it is very early. It is. I, that's why I'm doing it like that. Okay, let me ask you something, man. We had to get up at early as o'clock because yes. I'm doing this accommodate your ass and it's six o'clock in the morning sun's about to rise sun's about to hit my face i watched dynamite live last night and still got up early this morning to do the show because we have to do it a little earlier this week because i got more training to do um but yeah before we get into dynamite it's now time for the segment where we share some baffling iwc posts with you this is shit marks say it's still real to me damn it (laughs) First up, <clears throat> now that is irony. AJ Styles, when we'd rather see AJ Lee, calling someone else overrated. Now, obviously we love AJ Lee, but AJ Styles? Overrated? Okay, this person might have their head up their ass, and I think Ooh. that they rightfully do. How? I was going to say, how many times were they dropped on their head? All right. If you've not watched AJ Styles' impact wrestling careers, TNA career, watch him, Christopher Daniels, and Samoa Joe from Unbreakable 05. Watch him and Christopher Daniels in an Iron Man match. Watch him and Jeff Jarrett. Watch him with anybody in impact wrestling. Watch him and Christopher Daniels against LAX and the Six Sides of Steel. Watch any AJ from TNA. Watch him from WWE. Watch him in Ring of Fucking Honor. Watch him in New Fucking Japan. It's AJ motherfucking Styles. How many times do I got to say this to you? Like, what are you talking about overrated? He ain't overrated. I love me AJ Lee. I loved her work on her tag team scene with her and Britt back in WSU. I loved her work in WWE on NXT. I loved her work on Raw, SmackDown, Divas Champion, Women's Champion. It didn't matter. I love me some AJ Lee. She was very, very good and still is one of the best women to come along in professional wrestling. But AJ Styles is the shit. He could get anything over. He got that damn thing over with his evil ways and TNA towards the end. He did the CM Punk thing with taking the gold. He did what he needed to do before going to IWGP, Ring of Honor, what have you. The man is a star. He is not overrated. I think you have your head up your ass, and you probably think that fucking the Bella Twins are the greatest of all time, you stupid son of a bitch. Like, fuck. I mean, even if you're not familiar with AJ and all the other companies, even just by his WWE run, he's had one of the best runs in WWE that anybody who isn't a homegrown WWE talent has ever had. Wholeheartedly, you let him go, and you also got to thank Jericho, because originally one of the plans was he was going to lose to Ryback at friggin' WrestleMania, and Chris Jericho's like, no, let me work with him, and they had a great program together. I mean, who wa- Vince originally wanted him to lose to effing Ryback. Listen to that sense. Ryback, who says it's a fucking conspiracy, those damn votes, you don't want me to retire. If the fix is in. What the fuck is wrong with you guys? The, the We're going to recount the best part about that whole Ryback thing was somebody said, if you don't want people to choose retire, don't make it an option. And Ryback responded, uh, I don't understand. You're dumb as fuck, Ryback. You are dumb as fuck. I swear to Christ, this man. 
Look at you. Okay, and let me tell you something, Ryan. You're not that big of a star that you think you are with your friggin' grumping and friggin' just growling and your stomach and you're eating and you're eating all these goddamn Rice Krispie treats on a million dollar tough enough and then your ass is skipped. Your motherfucking ass was skipped, Sheffield, and you were the corn-fed meathead. How apropos is that? Because you are corn-fed because you like to eat and you are a meathead, you dumb son of a bitch. And you said, yep, 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 what it do? All right. Don't tell me about friggin' oh, it's a conspiracy and they're voted and they really want to see me at AEW and I got to check the votes again and then I put retire and derp a derp a derp. I'm a fucking dumbass. Fix nutrition. Derp a derp a derp. My name is Ryan Reeves. Fuck you, Ryan. You're dropping people on your heads. You're dropping CM Punk on his head. You are a dangerous wrestler. Nobody wants to see you wrestle. Nobody cares about your damn lariat, the meat hook lariat. Nobody cares about the shell shock. Touch my cock. Fuck you, Ryan Reeves. You know what? I can almost guarantee that um, at least one of those 72% votes on both the polls was CM Punk. I I would not doubt that. (laughs) You know who you Ryback reminds me of? You remember Dim the Beetle from A Bug's Life? Yes. Ryback don't want to go. Yeah, that is absolutely what he is. All right, and that's the thing too. Like nobody wants to book this man because he's a jackass. He's a jackass, and he's dangerous. Uh, okay, the second uh, shit that marks say other than Ryback. Okay. Yes. Okay, th- this is a good one. I mean, it's not really a stupid opinion. It's just like really. So the quote is. <clears throat> I literally just found out that Tully Blanchard is Tessa Blanchard's father. I never put the names together. So shake my damn head. How many fucking Blanchards do you know? Well, there is Joe Blanchard, who is, I believe, though, I believe one of the father. Or one, I think that's their father. And, I mean, how do you not know Tully Blanchard? When you think of the name Blanchard, you're automatically going to think Tully Blanchard. You're going to think of the Brain Busters. You're going to think of the Four Horsemen. You're going to think of the Slingshot Suplex. Like, how do you not know Tully Blanchard and Tessa Blanchard? Put two and two together, brother. Like, come on now. You mentioned Joe Blanchard. That's Tully's father. Yes, Tully's father. Thank you. And they're three (laughs) generations. So, like, come on now, man. Come on now. Like, seriously, how many Blanchards do you know apart from this one family? I I don't know, man. I don't know. People are just dumb. (laughs) Oh, boy. That that is shit, Mark. Say, now... Before we go any further, allow me to kill the suspense and introduce you to the new design for the Mattress and World Championship. Yeah. Um, yeah, currently held by the Phoenix, as you can see on the nameplate. Not only that, but... Oh, 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 oh. A little bit of a... This may be a little bit controversial. We'll see how it goes. It may be temporary. Depends how it goes. After Trivia Takeover, the Promo and Knowledge Championships cannot be held by the same person at the same time. Or be challenged for on the same night by the same person. Plus, if you are the World Champion and also hold the Promo or Knowledge Championship at the same time, Phoenix... After Trivia Takeover, if you still have both, you will have to defend the World Championship at least every 30 days if you hold another championship. There you go, Chad, friggin' part-time champions. 
can I go for the world title? Yes, because you don't... Uh, um, wait a minute. Yes. If you're a knowledge or a promo champion, you can still go for the world title. You just can't go for the knowledge and promo at the same time. All right, I'm just saying, man, because I know you're going to I know you challenged the winner of Phoenix and Money. That's fine. You're still in the clear. All right, let me just say something right now, man, because I'm probably going to go the trivia route. But let me just say this. you got to screw me. The fix is in. I'll tell you why you screw me, because you're introducing this promo league championship, and I'm trying to get the damn Grand Slam. <laughs> and you introduce another goddamn championship. What the actual fuck, man? You know what it is? I'm trying to keep you in the game, because promo league doesn't start again until next year. All right. I know, because you want to... <laughs> um, that's, that's not the only reason I'm doing it. I mean, everybody enjoyed the promo league until it got ruined. Um, so I figured next year is a good time to bring it back. Hey, man, I'm going to look at it from a stance. Number one, that's cool. And number two, there's also the thing that you want to see me back in these promo tournaments instead of my ass doing these exhibitions. I think that's what it is. I mean, I don't want to kill the competition. Like, n nobody could beat you in promo competition. <laughs> hey, man, my record is 12-3, and three, and out of the three, two of them I've beaten already, and the other one is that son-of-a-bitch kingpin who won't give me another bout so he can say, Mike Larkin, I have a win of you, or he'll just do the plain old Mike Larkin, <laughs> fuck you. Friggin' this asshole uh, wants to make a post. Congratulations to all the champions at Promo Mania, except for Mike Larkin. Mike Larkin, fuck you. I'm like, there's not a shock, Amir. Thanks. Okay, so let's talk hypothetically now. So if Phoenix retains the promo and the world championships at Trivia Takeover, he will then have to defend the world title at least every 30 days. If you're still a knowledge champion when you face Phoenix and you win the world title, so you've got those two, you'll have to defend the world title at least every 30 days. Alright, man. And we could do that in either promo and trivia for the world title, right? Yes. World, world title is still trivia or promo. Alright, man, because there's a um, lot of rules confusing me there's a lot to go into my noggin right now man yeah, and, it's, and it's early and it's two it's 6 12 in the morning <laughs> here man 6 12 man 6 12 now we, we we mentioned you challenged the winner of phoenix and moni lynn mona lynn oh, yeah. uh but the next show after trivia takeover is in well the next special event is promo slam in august you already have plans for that so we're gonna have to pencil in a world title match sometime in July. Now, looking at the calendar, um, that would mean one, two, three, four. Either July first, July eighth, July fifteenth, or July twenty second. I got a lot to think about, man. Yeah, is there a pay per view at some? There's got bound to be a pay per view at some point in July. Uh, we'll see when that is, and maybe line them up. I do have plans for, besides the knowledge, I do have plans for promo, series, promo slam, excuse me. So let's see how that goes. I filmed some stuff, so I'm ready to get down, and I'm ready to put down my opponent, man. Yes, I know what you got planned. So, um, speaking of Trivia Takeover, uh, 6.0 Mortal Conflict is our next two-part special event on June 22nd and June 24th. I figured I'd clear everything up with a date this week. Uh, it'll be one year since the shift, and Trivia Takeover is also the birthplace of the Knowledge Championship back in 2016, so it is a special event for us. This this year we continue the Champions Chase tradition as Mike will defend the Knowledge Championship against Bold Predictions Chad, our wrestling gals Ella J, and our very own Moses and Travis. 
they will all look to make it past Mike on the 22nd before teaming up to strip the gold away on the 24th if they can. If Mike is defeated, uh, whoever remains on the team will face off for the title, just like how Phoenix became champion last year. What happens if I beat them all on the 22nd? Then you retain. There's no right, final. <laughs> I'm just saying, man, because like I said, I'm, I'm in the beast role right now, you know what I'm saying? I don't have the British accent, and as much as I love the beast, I don't really have a quip to go against someone and tear them down from Actually, a verbal standpoint. if I think about the chase rules, if you defeat them all, they all still get the chance to face you on the 24th, except you will have equal time rather than more time. Why can't I just, you know, have the night off on the 24th if I already beat them on the 22nd? Because that's how the chase... You need. You watch the chase. I do watch the chase. I'm just saying, man. What if I'm already done? What if I've already proven my worth and said, you know what, suckers? Sit See, down. What <laughs> happens in that case is they lose their time advantage, which is a bad oh. thing if you're taking on Mike Larkin. I'm just saying, man, because <laughs> if I want to be a I'm beast... Just I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just I'm saying. I'm just trying to see my girl. girl Barry. <laughs> that's the beast tiny thing. But no, I'm just saying, man, when it comes to the Beast, man, that you've seen that dude on the chase, man. That dude is literally Beast from mind, body, and soul. That man will rip your heart out, man. I'm not that cold-blooded, but I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. I feel like the Hurricane. Just saying. I, I think you're all chasers combined. Uh, I don't I don't know how many you get in the U.S. version. We also have the Dark Destroyer in the U.K. version. Nah, we get the homeboy with the suit. Just my Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, Phoenix... Also has come a long way and is now, as we said, both promo and world champions following his victory at Promo Mania, which we will not talk about because I'm still smoking. Uh, he will be defending the world championship against the queen of RWT, Moni Lynn. And as for the promo championship, he's defending that against Moses Marquez as they look to finally settle their score. Uh, just to catch you up, the first time they faced off for the promo title was at the Maxis. It was a draw, which meant Moses retained. They had a rematch at Promo Rumble, which the Phoenix won. Uh, so this is the rubber match of the feud. Also at Trivia Takeover, there will be a big surprise announcement, which I wish I could share with you all right now. All I can say is it's time for us to create our own opportunities. So that all goes down June 22nd and 24th. Go to maxwrestling.net slash takeover6 for more information. Let me say a couple final things about this Trivia Takeover, man. Let me tell you something about Mo the bro there, the king, if you will. Now, the king there, Mr. Moses Marquez, is looking to get back that promo championship. Dude works his butt off. So much does everybody in it, from you, me, Travis, everybody in the uh, promo league, the promo order, if you will. But I got to say this about Mo. He needs to be extra motivated. And do you know why Mo has to be extra motivated? Because as we saw in the exhibition against Moni, when Moses is extra motivated, he's on fire. And besides that, why? Because Moses is the shortest reigning promo champion at seventy days. He needs to have more of a title reign than seventy days. Yeah, he he should have had it longer. Um, but I mean, there's also one reign that we don't really count. I know, but I'm just saying. <laughs> That's why when I say this about my boys Moses and Travis, I said. They had short reigns, but they were not the worst reign, if that makes yeah. sense. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Um, so I will say this. I'm looking forward to the promo title. And Moni Lynn 
you better give us a little bit more than what you gave us at Promo Mania. I myself, being in the state that I was, I'm upset that I didn't get to do my bout with Moses, but that will come in time, and I know it will come in time. But goddamn, woman, would you please step a little bit? Give me the Latina heat. Don't give me a damn vlog. Give me that Latina heat. That's what I'm saying, to motivate Ms. Mona Lynn for that world title. Uh, speaking of range, you know what is interesting, too? What's that, man? So, by the time we get to Trivia Takeover, Phoenix will become the second longest reigning promo champion. Nice! He's currently at 94 days. All right. Uh, All right. I think, I think actually, he's going to be behind uh, Amir, the kingpin, by only one day. So if he retains at Trivia Takeover, he, uh, he'll he become the longest reigning promo champion. I got to say this. I hope he does, man, because Phoenix, like you said, has come a long way since the promo league last year and the king of the mic. But, yo, here we are with the Phoenix. We got Nikola back in the mix soon to be, which is going to be fun. We got the two Ryans coming in. We got a lot of things with Max's bold predictions, and also the fact that Ryan Sutcliffe said that he doesn't see Chad going past me, which made me laugh, so I thought that was very, very funny. But at the end of the day, day, man, it's a beautiful thing from all parts and both parties, and also the fact that you're still salty that Ryan Taylor, like I mentioned, as we said at the beginning of the show, now has the new score to beat. And Moses, I believe, is up next in that wrestling who wants to be a millionaire. So let's see if Mo Mm -hmm. can beat the score of nine. I bet Moses doesn't get any help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And don't try to deny it, Chad. When when was the money in the bank not cashed in? Hmm. I'll give you a bit of a clue. Try to think about who won the money in the bank and went, Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> he does what he did. He gave him the Iggy. He gave him the Iggy. Um, you know what though, there's, there's going to be history made at Trivia Takeover no matter what, so Phoenix is either going to become the longest reigning promo champion, Moses could become um, the first ever two-time promo yep. champion, um, if he retains Phoenix will overtake my reign as world champion, or Moni could become the first women's world champion, and as far as knowledge goes, I mean... Um, it's Chad's first time. Ella could become the first female knowledge champion. Travis and Moses could get their second reign. Uh, well, first reign for Travis. Um, or if you lose, you'd become the shortest reign in knowledge champion. All right, I felt it for a combined thousand days. You oh, think I really well over a thousand. That's what I'm saying. Like a thousand. You think I really give a damn if I lose? I pretty much won everything. I want to win, but if I lose, I lose. Uh, it's actually 1,012 days combined. First and foremost, I think I will have it longer than freaking Alex Dorio, and I love Alex Dorio, but I ain't having it for now, wait 35 a minute. days. Oh, yeah, it, it will be more than 35, actually, my bad. That's what I'm saying, man. Like I said, I'm at this point where I'm just like, hey, man, I'm having some fun. I've been a three-time knowledge champ. I've held the damn promo and knowledge title at the same time. I've won tournaments. I've spanked some booty. I've had some fun. Jim, Janie's got a gun, and Pillman had a gun. So, man, I'm just doing the damn thing. Pillman had a gun, but not on Peacock. Yes, yes. By the way, I'm going to say this right now. If you have not seen the Randy Macho Man Savage biography, because I have seen the two with Brian Pillman. And I was the Dark Side of the Ring. I'm sorry. I saw Brian Pillman mm-hmm. on Dark Side of the Ring, but I did see the Stone Cold one, and I saw the Piper one. 
my God, it gets dark in the second hour of the Randy Macho Man Savage one. They talk about Miss yeah. Elizabeth and Lex Luger. It's dark. Did you see it, Des? Not yet. I've heard it was really dark. Uh, I think I'm going to uh, watch Piper and Savage back to back. It starts off very, very well. And the first hour, talk about his accomplishments and him in Steamboat and whatnot. But when we get to the second hour, it takes a dark turn. Well, I mean, his career did take a dark turn. It did, but I got to say, man, they really went in-depth. But really what I can't I look forward to is we got Booker on Sunday. I look forward to watching that. Yeah. Question, though, before I watch these two episodes of Piper and yes. Savage, can you actually hear them better without with the music in the background? Yes. Because that really heard... pissed me off in the first episode with Stone Cold. I couldn't, I couldn't hear half of what they were saying. I, I heard him pretty well, and I mean, like I said, it was good. You'll get to see a lot of Piper talking from his previous interviews, and there is a sad moment before his death when he was on there with uh, What's His Face, Rich, uh, Rich Eisen, and I'm just like, oh, my God. This was like right before his death. He was just so out of it, and I felt bad, man. I was sad. Yeah. Okay, uh, so last night Dynamite was, well, sort of half Dynamite and then half Blood and Guts. <laughs> um, I mean, wow! It it felt like a big show. Um, and honestly, there were some great matches. I mean, Don Callis kicked off the show claiming Kenny Omega is absent, and volunteers Michael Nak 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 Nakazawa to face Mox and Kingston alone. But Omega blindsides the team from behind, uh, and it, it it goes okay. It sails smoothly like a tag match for a while, but then Kenny just abandons Nakazawa. Uh, leaving an easy win for Marks and Kingston before they jumped by the Good Brothers and the Young Bucks. I'm going to tell you something. Like I originally hated Orange Cassidy, and then he grew on me, and I love Orange Cassidy. I will always and forever hate Michael Nakazawa. I think he absolutely sucks. <laughs> I think he's very indie-rific, and I think he should just go the fuck away. Yeah, even kids hate Nakazawa. Nakazawa sucks a big I'm going to say this and excuse my language I know I've cursed about this I've gotten bowed up on my own right but he sucks a giant fat cock he is just terrible okay and I'm sure there's people out there like like that like Nakazawa knocking 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 on heaven's door but he could just fuck right off I'll, I'll be honest I'm not familiar with Nakazawa before AEW so we haven't really seen much of him in AEW apart from like segments so explain what, what is so bad about Nakazawa it's too comedy wrestling for me. I'd rather watch friggin' Toriyano in New Japan because he at least has talent. This son of a bitch rubs oil on him, and I think Kenny Omega's got, like, a boner for him because he's got the fetish for him and all that shit. Not to sound too cornet on like that, but I'm just saying, man, it's like, fuck this dude. Like, every time he comes on my, my screen, I want to punch him in the face. I want to kick him in the face. I want to smash, bash, put a hole in his ass like it's fucking scary movie and friggin' Shorty's getting high, and that's the illest rhyme that I ever heard, son. That's where I'm at with Michael Nakazawa. Fair enough. Moving on. By the way, quickly with the cornet thing, I apologize, but God dang, man, what the hell does that tell you? I mentioned Jeff Hardy being on main event. Matt Hardy and Jim Cornette are going at it about AEW, and then, of course, Remby Hardy has to get involved. Oh, I missed all that, but of course she has to get involved. Uh, she called him a clown, and then J Jim Cornette pretty much said, Chicky Poo, as he put it, you don't want none of this, and I laughed my ass off because he said Chicky Poo, because I don't think she would want that smoke. Do you? Could you imagine a verbal debate and a verbal Twitter war with Jim Cornette and Rebby Sky? I, I don't think the internet could handle Jim Cornette and Rebby Sky. No, and she, like, 
put out a match that he did that was like a comedy match and she wrote this you because she was going at Matt for being involved. He was going at Matt for being involved in this bullshit and Matt tried to play like all nice and it's just like, no, Matt, I used to know you and book you in Ring of Honor when you made money. It just got awful. It got really, really bad. Wow. Yep. Um, okay, we finally got a match between Cody Rhodes and QT Marshall. Eh. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Cody still got that Stupid remix entrance music. Remember when his music was so badass? Again, downstate, man. And then you mix it with the friggin' Snoop Dogg shit. And I love Snoop Dogg, but this is the drizzling shits. And then you get this match with QT Marshall. And I'm like, all right. Like you said, I thought it was eh. It really didn't, you know, wasn't anything to write home about, but it served its purpose. Yeah. Um, Cody gets the figure four for the win. And, of course, bleeds right at the end. Of course he does. <laughs> Um, but I mean, after the match, it was Anthony Ogogo who came down to ju- just quickly drop Cody with a gut punch and then dra- uh, drapes the Union Jack over him. I was about to say, was he wearing like a hat? Because somebody said he looked like Rich Holland. Uh, yes. Yeah. Not everybody in the UK wears flat caps. <laughs> Rich Holland, though, can when he he can pull it off. You know what I'm saying? I like me some Rich Holland. I can't wait till he comes back. But with what we got with Anthony, uh, was it Anthony Agogo, right? Yeah. I'm fine with it. I mean, it progresses, and I'm sure that they're going to have a bout at double or nothing. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll find out next week who Cody's opponent will be at double or nothing. Has to be Anthony Agogo. Only one that makes sense. You know um, the funny part about it was, man, and I'm they make a pop culture reference here, and I'm not talking about the Go Go's B44, who was a uh, pop band from Canada. That lasted 15 seconds. They had a song called Go Go back in 2000. And man, that music video, they're all partying. They're all chasing after this girl. But it turns out at the end of the video, this girl has a girlfriend and she's a lesbian. And they ride off on the motorcycle together. Go, go. My goodness gracious. That's what I think about when I think of a go, go. B4 forward. Go, go. Well, all right. Okay, first of all, Ethan Page leaves the tag team in Impact to go to AEW. Scorpio Sky leaves a faction in AEW. They are now a tag team. I don't get that because him and Josh Alexander were great in the North. And Scorpio Sky wanted to get rid of that. He wanted to be a solo star. He wanted to be Beyonce while the rest of the uh, SCU are his destiny's children. And then friggin' he's back in a tag team. That's weird as hell. Yeah. So basically, they gloat over injuring Sting uh, before Darby Allen makes a jump and then gets thrown down the stairs. The best part of this whole segment, and I'm mad as hell that not many people really got the joke, um, but as Darby Allen gets thrown down the stairs, Jim Ross literally says, This show's gone completely off the rails. That's a great pun. That's funny. See, that's comedy gold, I mean, and it's fine. It was completely. I don't think it was pun intended. It was a complete accident, but it was just so funny. It is. Now, I watched him getting thrown down the stairs. Now, I was in attendance for this one back at Madison Square Garden. Like, I loved, loved when Randy Orton just kicked Mick Mm -hmm. Foley down the stairs. And your friends is like, so can we get a janitor over here? Can we get a janitor? Like, that was, (laughs) okay, that was fucking funny. And then you, uh, like, when Brock Lesnar, Friggin' threw Zach Gowan off the, from the wheelchair down oh. the steps. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, Darby Allen is a completely different basket case. Yes, he is, absolutely. <laughs> and, I mean, if this is going to lead to Darby and Sting against Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky, well, all right, then. Yeah, but, I mean, 
Darby went down at least two flights, bounced off the rail. How is this guy not dead? Because he's a fighter. You know what I'm saying? He's a fighter, and he's just one of these guys that, like you said, batshit crazy. He's a basket case. He won't go down. Yeah. Um, We also saw Britt Baker in action very, 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 very quickly as she squashed Julia Hart with the lockjaw. Now, they didn't announce Britt's opponent ahead of time. But we knew she was going to win. And then I saw this sweet, innocent-looking blonde girl. I thought, oh, yeah, she she ain't going to last two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> what was her name? Julia Hart, right? Julia Hart, yeah. I'm trying to see who the hell this girl is. Okay, so she did do a bout on AEW Dark a couple times. I'm looking for this girl right here. Yeah, she's done a couple bouts on Dark. That's all I can really see about her. I've never really heard of this girl, but... Either way, if she uh, does the damn thing, I'm all for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, of course, the he whole point the- of this match was uh, to make Britt look good ahead of Double oh. or Nothing. Oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. I just looked at who this Julia Hart is. You know how old this girl is? I mean, she looks like 18. She's 19 years old. Yeah, yeah. And also, she looks to be a Nightmare Factory trainee. That makes sense. And she's a little cutie. That's right. Yeah, she is a cutie beauty, this young lady. All right. No, she, uh, I would definitely look her up, man. She doesn't look too bad. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Britt Baker heading into that women's title match with Hikaru Shida at Double or Nothing. Finally. Exactly. Finally. By the way, my apologies for crushing on that girl. I'm just saying, man. <laughs> I'm just in my feelings right there. Not like Rachel Riley feelings, but I was in my feelings. Anyway, I digress. But when it comes... We used to have Googling for your BBWs on this show. Hey, man. I'm just saying. That's a whole lot of... They call me the Don Dada. But when it it comes to Karushita and Britt Baker, like you said, finally, I'm looking forward to the match. And if Britt Baker does not walk out of double or nothing with the AEW Women's Championship, I'm going to be pissed. Oh, shit. Going to hit the fan. Shit will hit the fan, literally. I will go mm-hmm. over to my fan. My fan is on right now, and I might just make a shark. I just might make a fart. There might be some chocolate dookie on the walls. My goodness gracious, have Dr. <laughs> Britt Baker play. Uh, also at Double Enough in SCU, have earned a shot at the Young Bucks after a win over the Varsity Blondes, Jurassic Express, and the Ack Lamed. <laughs> I just have no... As soon as Max Caster comes out, I'm like, ugh, switch off. First and foremost, the line that he mentioned about, oh my god, just everything... Yeah, he that, has that to have he, one controversial line every time he freestyles, too. He's got to make the Cuomo line, he's got to make this line, and here's the thing, I've seen Max Caster wrestle, alright? He's from Creator Pro, he's a Long Island guy, I'm a Long Island guy, so I've seen him on Independence. Uh, I think he's talented, but he just does things for the shock value. I think he's a talented yeah. wrestler. And I like Anthony Bowens. I, I thought the bunk hunt was funny. Every time I looked, better duck, son. And, you know, one girl ever kissed making fun of them for being Christians, which I thought was funny. But he always has to get that controversial stuff in there. So it's just like, all right, whatever. We get it. You were the PG-13. And for those that don't know, PG-13 was a tag team of Wolfie D and Jamie Dundee in 95 in the WWF and Smoky Mountain Wrestling where they rapped. Okay, they are the equivalent of what PG-13 used to be. Mm. 
Mm. That, that's the thing, I, like you said about his his controversial line too. Is like he only he does it for the shock value, and we all know this, which means it's not shocking. The, well, the line that he made about MJF, <laughs> which you know, you are my sunshine, making fun of the fact that MJF was on Rosie O'Donnell, and I think it's funny, but it's just like, all right, it's overdone. We know it. He was on Rosie O'Donnell as an eight year old singing "You Are My Sunshine." Yeah, like we get it. Fucking Max Caster in his boombox. You uh, hate him. Yeah. Legit, he, like, you legit hate him, Daz. I, he, I, yeah, I don't know what it is. Um, I just find it so stupid. He looks like the lost I mean, member or a reject of a rap band. He, he just comes out and he does these freestyles and he drops that one controversial line and I'm just like, I'm not impressed. Like I said, he he reminds me of the guy that would try out for a rap group and he would get denied because of his bullshit. Yeah, he just comes across as a douchebag. And he has a SoundCloud with all his tracks on there. And he does that with everybody, with his opponents. He'll do a rap. There's a rap with him and Kristen Statlander rapping, I think, Ava Everett, who is an indie talent as well. Him and Statlander doing one. He does it for everybody, but that's his thing. It's like, okay, I'm going to rap. Yeah, right. but uh, not like I've ever seen a gimmick where somebody raps about their opponent before. John Cena. <clears throat> Excuse me. And his his one his one cheerleader is also his tag team partner. That is true. But when John Cena did it, like, all right, you, he did a lot of gay bashing with the y'all can suck my point the mic to the to the crowd dick. But he at least was funny. All yeah. right, and it's John Cena, and you get it. He's trying to be Eminem or Vanilla Ice or Marky Mark. But it it was around that time period too. It's two thousand two, two thousand three when he started that. Like, dude, 8 Mile was big as hell. So, I mean, oh, yeah. how can you not? Absolutely. And he also did a full album, which was great. I don't care what anybody says. That I, I t- So, one of my favorite signings, man, I have that CD signed, and he signed it to Mikey, and I loved it. Give it to Mikey, he <laughs> likes it, and I did like that CD. But, yo, man, like you said, that CD is so underrated. If it all ended tomorrow, which was featured in the Marine, yeah. you got Chain click you got bad bad man you got my time is now you got don't fuck with us this is the joint baby gotta make it loud so let me hear some noise from the crowd like don't come on with us yes bound to lose another one bites the dust yeah dazzy dangerously that's what i'm talking about Mm-mm-mm. um and i'm sure chad's listening this is again before his time <laughs> so <laughs> doesn't know what we're talking about Oh, God, that little young snapper Chad. That, what the that, hell year? That young born? buck. Young young buck. What year was Chad born in? Oh, don't ask me this because I got his age wrong a couple of months ago on the website. Oh, jeez. Okay. So for, if for, he... like, for like a year, I listed him as 21. Ah, oh, whatever. Anyway, so he's young. He's like Ella. So, And I love Ella J to death, but there's some things that she knows. Like when I, when I promote the interview, I did ask her because, you know, the trivia stuff. I said because she loves The Miz. What was The Miz's original finishing maneuver called? And she, and she was thinking reality check. And I'm like, no. Do you remember what The Miz's original um, maneuver was called? Honestly, I think I would have said reality check. Well, it was before that. It was The Miz of Oz. Oh, God. Yes. When he was doing the hoorah, he had the neck breaker, The Miz of Oz. I also remember him with the fucking red rooster do. <laughs> yes. <Jeez. laughs> Ooh, Rob. He's come a long way since then. He has, yes. And then 
And now it's slowly going downhill again after the feud with Bad Bunny and getting tomatoes thrown at him. Tomatoes. <laughs> you know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of Jimmy Buffett with Cheeseburger in Paradise down here in the song. I like mine with lettuce and tomato. He threw him with the tomatoes at him, man, the Jimmy Buffett-style tomatoes. Uh, SCU and the Young Bucks back to professional wrestling. I'm yes. <laughs> also, we found out that... Um... Not that anybody really probably follows the rankings. Pack and Orange Cassidy are both at the top, and they will square off next week. The winner will challenge Kenny Omega at double or nothing. I will laugh if Orange Cassidy wins. I... Well, he's the babyface here. It would be a babyface and a heel. I mean, Pack's kind of a tweener, but I mean, the way they set this up with Kenny Omega kind of laughing at Omega even uh, laughing at Orange Cassidy even having a shot at the world title it's it's either a red herring to make us think um, Orange Cassidy is going to win or it's literally setting up Orange Cassidy to win for the shock value that's my thinking and I mean we've seen him and Pac wrestle they've had great matches together Mm -hmm. and that would go back to their feud but if you want to do something fresh you put Orange Cassidy in there because everybody has said and there's people that have been saying this since he, you know, the feud with Jericho ended, they felt he's gone downhill, you know, doing the feud with fucking Miro and Kip Sabian over the damn video game. Like, I'll be honest, it's a nice little boost if he gets that, you know? Yeah. And speaking of Miro, he will also challenge Darby Allen for the TNT title next week. No. No. I'm still not sold to the man ever since he's been solo. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I still don't give a rat's ass about Miro. I don't. I don't. There's a part of the promo that didn't make any sense. So he was like, I don't want you to forfeit if if you can't compete. I want you to be there so I can beat you. Yeah, but if he's like not 100%, he's, you're, you're still not getting a fair win over him, are you? That is an oxymoron in all of itself, man. What is this, fucking pretty ugly? Like, what the hell are you talking about, Mira, with your oxymoronic ass? <laughs> if he oh dies, my God. he dies. Guys, okay, here's the thing, and I'll say this, and this might piss some people off. This man came out on a tank wrestling John Cena at WrestleMania. He went from that and Rusev Day to this. I mean, yeah, at least the whole video game nerd thing has been dropped now. Yeah, but that was him, and it still didn't work because that's the generally who he is. You know, he likes the video games, he likes the Switch, but it yeah. didn't work. But it doesn't work in wrestling when you get upset about somebody pressing the power button on your Xbox. Hey, man, I'm going to say this right now. My mom tried to help me win video games, and she wasn't doing nothing. Let me tell you something. We were playing Shut Your Mouth one time. She didn't know any of the controls. She was running on top of the barricade, running down the friggin' ramp. <laughs> I I lost the damn tag match because she was running away, man. I was looking for the hot tag, goddammit. But no, I digress. <laughs> when it comes to that, man, it's one of those things where it's just like, it's stupid. It's stupid. You know, stupid ideas from stupid creative. But it's one of those things where it's just like, he, I don't even care what he does now. He has made me lose so much interest in him. It's like when Matt Hardy came to AEW. I don't give a rat's ass about Matt Hardy anymore. Oh, yeah, no. Hell no. Hell no. To um, the no, no, no. I mean, they never really seemed to redeem the damage done to Matt Hardy, but they do seem to be trying with Miro to turn him around, so I'll, I mean, I'll see where it goes. As long as he keeps being this serious killer monster type of guy, then he's on the right path. 
I will say this. If it goes to shit, you know who was right. Yes, of course. Thank you. Uh, also, next week, we have a New Japan invasion as Marks defends the U.S. title, IWGP U.S. title, against Yugi uh, Nagata. Yugi Nagata, yeah, man. Here's what's cool about that. Like, I remember, and I know... I know Cornette, I did listen to this thing because I, I, I know he's salty. And I know I like the comparison now because, you see, you got that in my head. When you when Moses and you guys were like, I'm like Jim Cornette, but, but less salty. I like that. I like that comparison. That made me laugh. <laughs> so it's, like, it's one of those things where it's like, you think these motherfuckers are going to get a goddamn draw because fucking they know who Eugene Nakata is? Except for these goddamn New Japan fans and these diehard fucking AEW fans, you fucks. Like, that's what he was saying about it. Like, who knows who Yuji Nagata is? But I'm like, all right, you had Kurt Angle and Yuji Nagata in 07 at that Global Impact. Remember when they were working together, that Global Impact stuff? And Kurt yeah. and him fought for the Okay. So here's the thing. Yuji Nagata, wrestling legend in Japan. I know he's done his thing, and he's working with a lot of the Young Lions. When you see him mostly on, like, Wrestle Kingdom and all these shows, he's doing a lot of work with the Young Lions. Like, he's a legend in Japan. Now, mind you, I think he's in his 50s right now. But he's had that legendary status, and it brings you someone from Japan that people don't know, but you could see that legendary status if you do research on him. And him and Moxley are going to tear it down, and Eugene Nagata still go, can still go. So I'm looking forward to seeing how they collide and how they clash. Yeah, that's the thing. Even if you don't know who Eugene Nagata is, maybe the draw is the fact that John Moxley is defending a New Japan title on Dynamite against someone who's clearly experienced. Absolutely, and as I'm looking at it, he has a mixed martial arts career where he did his thing, man, for a brief time period. Man's been wrestling since I was born, September 14th, 1992. I mean, come on now, man. I mean, he's a former All-Japan champ, New Japan champ. He has that status and that stature like you mentioned, man. And he is 53 as I'm looking this up, 53. And I'm like, all right, you go, Yuji Nagata. Yeah. I mean, how Marx has been champion forever now. Yeah. And I don't really see how he loses it. I don't think he's losing it next week. I don't either. By the way, really quickly, <clears throat> I am looking at Wikipedia. World Championship Wrestling Excursion. I think he did do some stuff. And he wrestled a couple matches in WCW. So I'm like, all right. So there's some exposure from, you know, yeah. during the Monday Night era. <clears throat> I mean, if ever there was a time for Mox to drop the U.S. title, it was to Kenta. Yes. But he didn't. No, <clears throat> he didn't. Uh, he's and actually he's been champion now for over a year. Uh, he won it Wrestle Kingdom last year. That's the thing, too. I don't mean to cut you off, but it's like there's no way he's losing it to Yuji Nagata. There's absolutely no. no He's also the longest Again. reigning U.S. champion now in two different companies. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like that little stat there and that fact. Yes, man, but no. Ugh. I'm looking forward to it. That's all I can say. Like I said, give me some of this. Let them go. It's going to be good. Yeah. Now then, on to the main event, which is, of course, Blood and Guts. It was oh. it was more WCW War Games than NXT War Games has ever been. Man, I felt like... Yeah, it was. But I felt like looking at Jimmy the King, man. Jimmy King and DDP on top of there. That's what I felt <laughs> like, man. Who are you fighting for, King? Me! All, all that was missing was Sting to just zip line onto the roof. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you love Jimmy King. I love Jimmy King. We're both going in. 
Um, there, there were some nice spots in the match. Um, I mean, first of all, the Spanish fly spot with Guevara and Spears was stunning. Um, you know, both of them jumping up on the ropes at the same time and then catching each other to balance, and then the Spanish fly after a, a chair shot. Just, just a great spot. Um, there was also like a divide and conquer moment where. Everybody was like on one side of the ring, and then the pinnacle was just beaten, uh, beaten down on the other side of the ring. The, well, the other ring. I think there was also a moment where everybody was fighting in one ring, and in the other ring, you just had Wardlow and Hager just going at it. Yes, and it's <laughs> one of those it's one of those things where like it's very WCW esque, but I loved it because, like I said, everything served its purpose. And I know some people were complaining, oh, it's just like War Games and Derp and Derp, but there's no roof, and it's like, wait a minute. War Games used to have back in WCW. Are you fucking serious right now? You going to do this? Fucking lethal lockdown? Hello, TNA? NXT War Games is not the original War Games. Okay. Exactly. People are dumbasses. Like I said, people are dumbasses. Blood and Guts is exactly what War Games used to be. Also, there was no pinfalls. Correct. And they friggin' worked their asses off. We saw blood. We saw color from MJF ah, and Jericho. We saw blood all over the place. They weren't kidding when they called it blood and guts. Exactly, man. And these guys worked their tails off. And the pinnacle, the right decision to keep this feud going, the pinnacle got the dub. Yeah. Um, I mean, first of all, we had, we had the Wells Jericho on top of the cage. Mm-hmm. A la Triple H Jericho. Yes, from Judgment Day 02, correct? Yes. Um, and then, of course, MJF threatened to throw Jericho off the roof, forcing, I think it was Guevara, uh, Santana, and Ortiz, I don't know where the hell Hager was, uh, to surrender. And then pushes him off anyway. Now, now people complained about that spot that he took yeah. it off. Yeah. It, it was pretty obvious that the, quote, metal stage was made of plywood, and you could see the crash pad underneath, but... It would have been okay with a different camera angle. They should not have done a close-up. Well, yeah, that's my thing. I thought it was a cool spot, but the close-up, like you mentioned, it's not like Undertaker shoving Rikishi into the truck at friggin' Armageddon 2000. Oh, yeah, onto a big pile of sawdust. Yep. (laughs) I mean, it was still a great spot. It was. It was still a hell of a drop to just free fall backwards for Rikishi. Yeah, and JR's like, don't do it, don't do it, for the love of God. Like, like I said, that's that infamous JR call. But, I mean, did, didn't he call MJF? I think he called him a little, that little son of a bitch or that little bastard. Yeah. He's a little. And I'm like, how do you really feel about him, JR? <laughs> um, I, I hope it doesn't lead to any issues with the inner circle because I don't want Jericho to be pissed that the rest of the team surrendered. No, I mean, him as this baby face going after that young whippersnapper MJF, that cocky son of a bitch, and dare I say, but that little snot-nosed punk, I'll leave it at that, that little snot-nosed punk, spoiled brat punk, MJF from Plainview. I am from Long Island, so I know where the hell he's at with that Plainview vibes. But nah, man, MJF, perfect character, perfect antagonist to the protagonist in the inner circle, Chris Jericho. Get that revenge on him. Put MJ over once more. Just have that bout again. Just have MJF and Sammy Guevara. Just give me MJF. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see how Jericho reacts next week to his team surrendering the match and then getting thrown off the cage anyway. 
I mean, it did look MJF look like a big ass, well, a badass heel standing on top of that cage covered in blood after throwing another damn man off the top. So. It's like Brock Lesnar went up to the top of the cell in No Mercy 02, blood all over on him, just raising that belt, and then the Undertaker looking at him with the crimson mask in his own right. That's the only comparison I can think about. Yeah. All right, well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. This is the Max Wrestling Podcast. Remember to like and follow Max Wrestling on Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us at Max Wrestling UK on Twitter, Instagram, and on TikTok. And above all, go check us out at maxwrestling.net. You can follow us on social media at TheCaptain512 and at MCL92. And when the other two are around, you can follow them at Walker underscore TA92 and SMRPodNet. Before we tap out and bid you adieu, Mike, who you been talking to? Man, I got three shows that just came out, man. That's what I, I'm rolling, man. I got my interview up with Sessions Wrestler and model K.K. King. We talked about her work at Sessions Wrestling and modeling, specifically foot modeling. But God dang, man, it was a fun conversation, also with some pop culture in it as well. I had on our girl Ella J talking about her work with God TV, that's grown-ass women, with Mickey James, when I'm talking about SoCal Val. I'm talking about the newest folly to the Max Wrestling Twitter, Lisa Marie Vara, yes. a.k.a. Gloria. Woo! Man, it was a fun conversation. And Ella J has a great interview up now with Renee Paquette, a.k.a. Renee Young, for SE Scoops, doing her thing on the SE Scoops channel. Man, I look forward to Jake, and she also talked about the Max Wrestling UK uh, tribute takeover bout with yours truly for the knowledge title. Much love to Ella J. She's been on the grind. I love that girl. Man, another one I just had on. Man, this is Stephen Mike show, dude. It came back. We talked yeah. about current events. We talked about the deaths in hip-hop. We talked about the Daft Punk breakup. Man, Dazzy, we shouted you out for the logos and everything that you do, and Steve laughed at the fact that you did that face swap with my, like, hee, my, ha, ha, that's what he thought was funny. You and your face popped <laughs> me, man. He thought that was hilarious. So you got mentioned that. And, man, you know what it is, LFC. We got a lot more shows coming. Beauty, Strength, and Dominance. It's LaundreFC.com. It's StephenMikeShow.com. It's SM Show 1. Man, wherever you get your podcasting needs and audio platforms, you will see me. You'll check me out every week on Max Wrestling Podcast with my Max Wrestling Four Horsemen brethren, Dazzy Dangerously, Moses Marquez, and Travis the Walker Anderson. Net Picks with Daz and I is coming back. You know me. I'm here and there. I'm everywhere. And I also got Life with Mike on M. Larkin MB. Get you a little personal. Get you feeling all that emotion. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's a lot, a whole lot of Dig it. Uh, going, back, <laughs> going back to your first plug, what kind of modeling did you say? She does. Uh, she did some session wrestling, and she's done some modeling. There's some foot modeling in there, man. There's a lot of foot photos. Tony Atlas uh, likes this. Tony, I know you will like that, Tony. <laughs> you sick son of a bitch. Women standing on you, man, with their soles, with their feet. Oh, my goodness gracious. I haven't done this in a while. You know what Tony Atlas is doing, Dazarina? You know what Tony Atlas is doing? Uh, cooking pig's feet? Besides that. <laughs> no. And besides the chitlins, too. The chitlins, Tony. That's disgusting, Tony. The chitlins. But what he's doing is... <laughs> That's what Tony Atlas is doing. Damn. Okay, join us. Next week. Next week. For backlash predictions, I know, so exciting. We only know three matches oh. so far. What are, the, what are the three matches anyway? It's Bianca and uh, Triple Threat 1, Triple Threat 2, and then the, women, the SmackDown women's title. Wait a minute, hold on. 
So <laughs> fuck so WrestleMania the, backlash. You should have called it Triple Threat backlash. It's the two triple threats with the women, the Raw women, and the the WWE title, yeah. and Bianca and Billy. That's it. That's it so far. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy yeah. Christmas. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. I got it. I got it. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this was episode 321. We will catch your ass down the open road, and that's the bottom line. Goodbye, and good night. Ride back, you dumb son of a bitch. Just retire. Just retire. Those are fraudulent votes.